this. This is a football podcast, man. Meat. Football. Good. Man, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. Josh Johnson and Ben Watts here with you, talking some fantasy football. Is that what we do here? That's it's, that is sort of what we do here. I'm I, I'm not happy, Bob. Why are you not happy, Ben? Not ask me why. Why? Be specific, Bob. Why are you not happy? Uh, I'm fine. I just watched The Incredibles, so I feel great. <laughs> is that what you did today? Is, is today your off day? No, I, is that yeah, what this is? No, 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 no. I didn't do that. It, well, I, I saw like a bit of it Sunday, and it was just on the TV, and I left it on. It's a good it's movie. Just, it's just so quotable. It's so, so good. I love The Boss. The Boss is great, especially when it gets squished. Spoilers. He's thrown through many, many walls. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> That's J.J. Watt launching him through a wall right there. We've got a mock draft for you. Um, as you're hopping into your own drafts, we're doing a 1QB redraft mock draft today. No dynasty. This is going to be something you can take and apply to your leagues. Is it sad? It's fantasy football. I like. I can't, it can't be that sad. It's not dynasty, though. It is not dynasty. It is more practical than Dynasty. It is, this is true. There's probably there's more redraft players, so this is this is for them. There's, Expanding there's the audience redraft. a little bit. A little bit. But uh, before we get into all that, we've got a couple couple news stories that broke over the weekend and have some uh, some mild fantasy implications. The first of which is Jadavion Clowney re-signed with Cleveland, signed a one-year deal. Uh, I could not find, for the life of me, an exact number that said how much he's going to make because I don't think anybody seems to know exactly how much he's going to make on this one-year deal. But regardless, he signed a one-year deal. I saw a thing where he said um, he wouldn't have re-signed if Baker Mayfield was still the starting quarterback. I don't quite understand the hate for Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. Like, it's not just the media, which obviously they, they hate him, but, like, Cleveland players don't like Baker Mayfield. I don't know. I, he's, pro- he's probably too cocky, I guess. I had, I had heard, like, rumblings here and there, like he'd lost the locker room, they didn't believe in him kind of thing, so. That's, that is wild. It has to be a personality thing, right? Because he led him to a playoff game, something that, Honestly, three years ago seemed like it would take Jesus himself to do it. And, yeah. you know, Baker made it happen, which was insanity. And then, let's be honest, they were not super Impressive far away from Cleveland. beating Kansas City. No, they came close. It, uh... Yeah, his... But, the, like, the following year, he's just... He's always been disappointed. I don't know. Yeah. Wild. It's tough but, for Baker. They've got Deshaun now. They, uh, they've got their quarterback. They're set. They're fine. Um, I saw something that said Baker wasn't going to report for OTAs. Surprise. Um, I wouldn't if I was Baker. Uh, no. Like, that, that is... 
that is a very easy thing to predict. Uh, he's not going to be there. They're going to have to figure that one out in the offseason. But, yeah, Jadavion Clowney signs, um, I guess, shores up the defense. That team is really good if Deshaun avoids suspension. How good do you think that team can be if he does not get suspended this year? We don't know what that's going to look like. But if, if he's not suspended, what do you think that team looks like in real life? And then, you know, it'll trickle down to fantasy. But how good do you think they can be? I think they could be the second best team in the AFC. That is not the craziest thing I've ever heard. There's a lot of, no. like, the entire elite class of the NFL, it feels like, is in the AFC. There's a couple teams in the NFC, the uh, the Rams, namely, and the Buccaneers as well. It's um, really just the quarterbacks. It, it is, but it's the whole, the teams as well. Like, the Chargers are loaded. The Chiefs are always going to be really, young. really good. It, exactly. Um, you know, the the Browns, obviously. Baltimore's going to be good again. They they had the injury bug last year. They'll bounce back. Um, who else am I missing? Buffalo, Cincinnati. obviously. Cincinnati's going to be really good. I don't think I did. Uh, the Raiders are going to be good. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but they'll be really good. Um, obviously, the Broncos. There's a lot of good teams in the AFC, so it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. I think it's just... Top to bottom, probably the Browns could just potentially could have the best. Like obviously they'd have the elite quarterback. They still might have the best rushing yet attack in the NFL. Probably the Colts, but they're right there with them. Got Amari Cooper is good, and then their defense is just top to bottom solid. So maybe not for fantasy, but they're just good. Yeah. Speaking of the Colts, they signed Philip Lindsay, <laughs> which oh, this um, is a big one. Yeah, this is Does about that mean the it's time to fade Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, he's he's no longer our RB one. He's not the one one anymore. I'd put him at top five at best. <laughs> at at best, Philip Lindsay's a Philip Lindsay's a good player, dude. There's gonna be people online that are gonna say stuff like Philip Lindsay is a thousand yard rusher and he is sub twenty six years old. He's gonna take work. If Jonathan Taylor the, gets hurt, yeah, he's going to get work. Right. He's a handcuff. That is what he is. He's a uh, handcuff to the handcuff. Because he still is behind Naheem Hines. Right. And that's kind of where, that's that's the only relevant part of this. I wonder, does he take work away from Naheem Hines, even though Naheem Hines is pretty much a third down back only? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. It's, this feels super irrelevant. Like, Marlon Mack signing in Houston, irrelevant. Like, I'm it, sorry, Philip Lindsay. It's nothing personal. This means nothing. Right. He was on Houston's roster last year and could not take control of that backfield Who uh, else with was David on Johnson. Houston? Was it like Mark Ingram and stuff was there? I know Ingram eventually got traded, but... Yeah, so let's see here. Mark Ingram was traded pretty early... Well, maybe not early, like week six, maybe. Um, and it was Rex Burkhead, David Johnson, and Philip Lindsay. And Rex Burkhead turned out to be the best uh, running back in that offense last year. Oi, sexy Rexy. Yeah. So Philip Lindsay, kind of not relevant, I don't think. Nothing there. Sorry, Philip. Yeah, sucks to be him. Uh, the Washington Commanders spent $100 million today on a plot of land. Potentially, it could be a new stadium. Um, I think uh, this is yeah. This is great for the new owner. <laughs> right. 
Right. Because also simultaneous to this, there were rumblings and I, I can't confirm this, but I did see it reported by Ian Rappaport. So I guess that's pretty credible that the, the league owners were voting to oust Daniel Snyder as owner of the commanders. Okay. Which is a I good mean, thing for the NFL. I don't blame him. And for the and for Washington. And for the rest of the owners. I think because, I think Dan Snyder hates Washington. I think Dan Snyder just likes the idea of being an NFL owner and he likes the fact that it makes him money, but he doesn't like actually being an NFL owner where you have to be responsible and put forth a good product on the field and no. maintain a stadium and distribute wealth throughout the league. And, you know, not, like, rape your employees. There's that part of it, too. You, uh, yeah, that's, that's a big one. He's a quality Dan, you're, you're guy, gone. Ben. He's a good man. <laughs> He's a I would, upstanding individual. I would want my son to play for him. Oh, man, I'd, I'd want my daughter to marry him. He's kind of old, Josh. Yeah. I'd marry Super him, sketchy. but he's also a, he's a millionaire, so. <laughs> you would do anything we, for the bag. We have spoken about this on the show. You would sell your soul. Oh, 100%. $100 million, are you kidding me? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Sign Ben up. I'm there. We've got a mock draft now. This is, this is draft time. We've got Sleeper <clears throat> pulled up. This is a 12-team, one quarterback, half PPR, double flex mock draft. That's a mouthful for you. It's not that bad. It's not too bad. Uh, I'm going to hit the magic button, and we're going to start this draft, and uh, we'll describe sort of our strategies as we go through the draft. I've got the 1-4. Ben is picking from the 108. Uh, so we should get two different sort of team makeups throughout this process, but I have hit start and let's see here. First three picks are Christian McCaffrey at the 101. That's very bold, uh, but I do kind of, I, I understand it, but that is a very bold pick. Um, Jonathan Taylor went at the 102. Cooper Cup went at the 103, which leaves me with the 104 with a chance to pick the uh, a guy who could be the overall RB one. I'm not going to think too hard about it and take Derrick Henry. D Henry. I don't blame you. So yeah, that, that I one can't. Seems I can't easy. really get behind McCaffrey over Jonathan Taylor right now. I understand it. I McCaffrey has the higher ceiling than Jonathan Taylor. I will admit that. But I still think Jonathan Taylor is safer. And if yeah, you he should. This is a 12 team draft. So. Christian McCaffrey goes down, you don't have another pick until 24 spots later. That's a big gap. And Christian yeah. McCaffrey, it's too risky for me. Dalvin Cook went at the 105, Austin Eckler at the 106, Justin Jefferson at the 107, which leaves Ben at the 108 with a decision to make. That's uh, pretty easy decision for me. Najee Harris. Really? Yeah. Najee's going to get so much work, dude. He's going to get so much work. You decided to not go uh, Devontae Adams or Jamar Chase there. 
and take Najee. Um, I feel like at that point at the 108, there's a bit of a tear break in running backs after Eckler goes. Um, I don't know how you feel about that per se, but I don't really think it's a tear break that much. I mean, Najee is likely going to get more touches than any other player, any other running back ahead of him, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, a 350 so. touch season isn't out of the realm of possibility. The offense, I don't think, like, I know we we're, have questions about Kenny Pickett and everything, but is he really that far behind a washed up Big Ben? I don't know. I don't think I so. I don't know. I don't know. Plus, he's going to get. Go ahead. Uh, Devontae Adams won at the 109, Jamar Chase at the 110, Mixon at the 111, Swift at the 112, Kelsey at the 201, Tyreek Hill at the 202, Kamara at the 203, and Andrews at the 204. Leaves me back with more decisions. Indeed. Let's go... I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the safety route. I think these both these guys are safe at the two five two five. I'm gonna take Man. Stephon Diggs. That honestly is somebody that I would have taken had he fallen to me. Stephon Diggs, there's a great pick, very safe. I think uh, Nick Chubb at the two oh six. Josh Allen is the first quarterback taken at the two oh seven. That is super rich for my blood. Uh, C.D. Lamb goes to the two oh eight. If he'd have been there in the third, I'd have taken him to pair with Diggs. But I can't I can't justify him in the second. Yeah, that is that is tough. Um, I'm left with a difficult decision here. Um, I could go receiver, but I feel like there's been a tear break now at receiver. I'm not yet ready to pull the trigger on a tight end. The top two guys are gone in Kelsey and Andrews that I would be really comfortable taking in the second round. Um Love Kyle Pitts in Dynasty, but maybe not redraft. Maybe not yet in redraft. So, I don't really like the way the board has fallen, to be totally honest with you. I'm not comfortable. I'm not super stoked about really any of these these guys here. So, this is half PPR. If it was full PPR, that would make this decision for me. But since it's half, I'm going to take a guy that's going to get a full three-down workload and just cross my fingers. I'm going to take Saquon Barkley at the 209. People might not be very fond of that one. Yeah, that one's tough. Debo Samuel went at the 210. A.J. Brown at the 211. Pat Mahomes at the 212. Kyle Pitts goes at the turn of the 301. Then Javante Williams. Then Ezekiel Elliott. Wouldn't have taken Zeke that high. I would not have either. That That is a reach for me. Um, Kyle Pitts went. I would have thought about him here at the 304. Yeah, I'm not going to wait. At the 38, I'd have taken him. Yeah, I'm going to wait on tight end now. I'm going to take my first receiver. I'm going Mike Evans here. He's, he's going to have... Yeah, he's going to be really safe. Especially when God went out. Right. That's that's where it makes that easy for me. Godwin's out for I don't know how many weeks, but I don't feel like Godwin, Godwin will be himself until probably week eight, and, and they're going to throw the ball a ton in that offense. So Aaron Jones went at the 305, Darren Waller at the three, 306, 
Keenan Allen at the 307, and Ben is on the clock. Trying to decide where I feel like going here. You've got one cornerstone running back, one cornerstone receiver. It looks like all the main tight ends that you would consider in these There's first three rounds have gone. There is one. I'm George really Kittle's on the board. It is hard to pass on George Kittle right here, but I think I'm going to go with Fournette. That seems really safe. In fact, I thought about Fournette at the 304, but I felt like three running backs would be a bit much. Yeah, Fournette's, Fournette's got top five upside for me. So Deontay Johnson, George Kittle, David Montgomery, Antonio Gibson, Cam Akers, DJ Moore, Justin Herbert at the 4-3, and then DK Metcalf at the 4-4, and it's back to me at the 4-5. DK Metcalf at the 4-0-4 is a reach to me. Yeah, I don't think I could take him that high. I don't know that I could do that. Let's see. Got a wide receiver. Do I go really bold here? You could go really bold. Call your shot. No, I don't think I can go bold here. He's, uh... He's really safe. He's really underrated. I was low on him last year, and I shouldn't have. He burned me. James Conner at the 4-5. I was hoping he would make it to me. (laughs) Yeah, James Conner is a lot like Leonard Fournette. I'm really in on him. Um, yeah, he, he will get three. Down I don't necessarily load. seeing him like being top five again, like he was last year, but he's going to be safe. Yeah. Terry McLaurin goes at the four Oh six, Josh Jacobs at the four Oh seven. And then JK Dobbins at the four Oh eight. So my first three picks, I've got Derek Henry, Saquon Barkley and Mike Evans. I could pursue another receiver, but I'm not super sold on any of the receivers as much as I am sold on a running back that is on the board for me right now. I think I know who it is. Yeah, I don't love any of the tight ends here, and I'm going to wait on my quarterback. I'm going to take Brees Hall. Brees the Beast. Yeah, he... You know, if he's top 15, I'm perfectly okay with that pick near the end of the fourth round. Um, I think he'll be a great third running back, and he gives me a bit of insurance to hedge on that Saquon Barkley pick um, for my team. Worst-case scenario, he's my top flex. Uh, T. Higgins goes to the 410. Chris Goblin, Allen Robinson, Jerry take Judy. I can that high. No, that is, that is bold. Joe Burrow goes to the 502, and Amari Cooper at the 503. All right. I am... In a bit of a pickle. I'll be totally honest with you. There's one player that I like here. It's a bit of a risk. I have three running backs. Um, man. All right. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna just go for it. I'm gonna take Travis Etienne at the 504. That's a good pick. 
I was thinking about him if you didn't take him. <clears throat> so Jalen Waddle, Michael Thomas, and Lamar Jackson go after him. I think I'm finally going to do it. I'm going to take a quarterback. Kyler Murray's still there in the fifth. Assuming This is all assuming he plays, which I think he will. They'll figure out his contract. I'm going to take Kyler Murray in the fifth. So you've got three running backs, the receiver, and you've taken your quarterback relatively early. Um, let's see. But he's here. got top five upside. He does. He always does. He'll always have the potential to to win you a league. Honestly, um, DeAndre Hopkins, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Miles Sanders, Mitchell, Marquise Brown, Hawkinson goes at the six hundred two, Damian Harris at the six hundred three, Dak Prescott. And then Ben is back on the clock. Yep. And let's see. Who all is available? Oh, yeah, this is easy. We've talked about him a lot. You had to warm up on him. Michael Pittman. Yeah, I almost took him. I almost took him at my last pick, I'll be honest. And I was hoping that the guy went right after him, Cortland Sutton, would fall to me. Um, Kenneth Walker and then Brandon Cooks. Now, I'm in an interesting spot. Um, I've got my one receiver in Mike Evans. I've got four running backs. I went very running back heavy here to start this thing off. Um, it's the only way to do it. Yeah. The top guy in sleepers ADP right now at wide receiver is Amon Ross St. Brown. I hate him. We no, both hate him. No, 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 no. No, thank you. Um... Now, Sleeper's ADP can be a little wacky sometimes. It's a little bit goofy. Most of my picks, I don't really base off that. So, I'm going to take a guy who's got guaranteed volume as a wide receiver. I'm going to chase that volume and hope that it turns into decent fantasy production. I'm taking Darnell Mooney at the 609. Mooney. Dallas Goddard. Dalton Schultz, who I was hoping would fall Ah, to me, goes at the 611. That's who I was aiming for. Dang it. Yeah, he wouldn't have made it back to you. Sorry, buddy. Uh, I'm going to St. Brown, Drake London, Adam Thielen, A.J. Dillon. So Dalton Schultz was the tight end I was targeting there. Um, That's a bummer. I don't really love any of the tight ends that are left. That's great. No, but at this point, you gotta just got to wait. Yeah. Looking on the board, there's nobody that really blows my socks off. So I'm going to take my quarterback in the seventh round. I'm taking Jalen Hurts, who I think has top five upside. He's followed by Garrett Wilson, Mike Williams, Traylon Burks, who I was going to take, but he's gone. It's very sad. So what are you thinking where you're at now with your team? Obviously, you missed on your tight end. You've got two receivers, three running backs, a quarterback. You know, what, yep, I've got what a do wide you receiver do at one. this point? I think I, I've got one running back one, potentially three RB1s on my team. I've got my quarterback one, wide receiver one, Michael Pittman, wide receiver one upside. I had a hole at tight end, but I can't – I don't really want to reach on a guy just to get one. So, looking through who we got left at wide receiver. There's a few guys I still like on here. Um, 
We're in the seventh round. Let's see. I'm going to go with a guy who's, I think, got pretty much guaranteed volume this year, Cordero Patterson. I Yeah, I think he should be pretty decent. I don't know what his ceiling is, per se. Um, he's he's going to get wide hurt. receiving work. Yeah, he's going to get receiving work. He's going to get rushing work. I know we like Tyler Algier, but it's not like he's going to come in and just dominate carries year one. So, Right. Kareem Hunt so, went after him. Devontae yeah. Smith, Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, Aaron Rodgers, Juju, Ayuk, Singletary in the eighth round. Yuck. And Ben is back on the clock. Let's see. I'm going to go with a guy who's probably the, at least the wide receiver one in his offense now. Let's go Rashad Bateman. I do like that one. I think one. he's a Elijah, really good pick there. Elijah Moore went right after him. That's who I wanted here in the eighth. That's a bummer. Uh, it was Tony between Pollard. Moore and Bateman for me, but and I think Bateman's got more guaranteed volume. Yeah, that's a bummer. Tony Pollard... Tom Brady after the two of them. <sighs> Yuck. I still don't have a tight end, and I still don't like any of the tight ends. Um, I'm still going to wait on a tight end. I'm going to take a guy who's the wide receiver two in an elite offense and just hope and pray that that means potential volume. Gabriel Davis is my pick at the 809 as my wide receiver three. Followed by Stafford, Michael Carter, Rashad Penny, Hunter Renfro, who I was actually looking at for my next pick, Chase Edmonds, James Robinson. That's you're you're betting on being good in the late game if you're taking him. Yeah. This next one for me is pretty easy. I'll be totally honest with you. Um, I was hoping he would fall a little bit, but for redraft purposes, this is a guy that you can get late. And he might be, you know, I went RB heavy here. I've got four running backs in the first five rounds, and I'm getting him as my wide receiver four. I'm going to take Christian Watson instead of taking a tight end that I don't love. Um, Watson could be the uh, wide receiver one in Green Bay's offense, which is a valuable role traditionally. We'll see how that pans out. But in the ninth round, I feel pretty good about that one. I was going to get take Dawson Knox with my pick, so I'm a little upset he's gone. But, whatever. Don't really love Dawson Knox, but uh, he's better than nothing. He is indeed better than nothing. Who is left? It's slim pickings out there. Chris Olave went. James Cook went right for me. I was going to take Olave. Uh... You're really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'll go him. We'll go Robert Woods. He's very safe, theoretically. I don't know how well he's going to come back from his injury, but what can it hurt? Yeah. Oh, dang it, man. That was, that stings. Sean Watson, for? Trey Lance going off off the board. I was going to take one of them as my, my dart throw QB2. Yeah, Zach Ertz, just Jasicki, Claypool, Fryermuth, all go in the ninth round. All of those guys 
<laughs> were my tight end target here. They're all gone. That's amazing. Isaiah Spiller, Deshaun Watson, Jamison Williams, Trey Lance, leaving Ben in a pickle. Tight end's not looking good here. Not at all. There, There is one guy that I still like. I still like Hunter Henry, so I will take him here. Yeah, I don't love him, but I also don't hate him. Uh, he's potentially interesting. You're right. We're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Kadarius Tony went right before my pick. It was uh, Derek Carr, Melvin Gordon, Kadarius Tony. Three guys that I was thinking about here, but they're all gone. So now I'm looking. Still on the board. Gronk is on the board. We have uh, what looks like a bunch of handcuffs here. There's one guy that looks like he could take over as the RB1 for an NFL team. And that to me is interesting. I'm going to wait on tight end again and take Damian Pierce at the two, uh, 10.09. I was, I was thinking about him. And all the tight ends have gone again. Rob Gronkowski, yeah, good job, buddy. Uh, Albert Okwaigbenam, Tua Tagovailoa. You about to be rolling out Noah Fant or somebody. <laughs> yeah. Tight ends are not great. I don't want Noah Fant, though. <clears throat> no, you don't want Noah Fant. I'm going to take my tight end. It's down to two players, both of whom I have some interest in. Yuck. All right. Um, basically, we're going to eeny, meeny, miny, mo here. Uh, Cole Komet is my tight end one. We know you like draft. him. Oh, no. I do like the Keep potential Keep taking volume. my targets, man. <laughs> So after Cole Komet, uh, Christian Kirk and Alan Lazard go. I'm sure you wanted one of those two. I wanted and Kirk. Ronald Jones. Yep. Uh, you do like you some Christian Kirk, don't you? I mean, he is the number one wide receiver. As, as bad as the Jacksonville offense looks, I mean, I, I do expect Trevor to take a step forward. So, I mean, yeah, give me his top target. In the 11th round, 100%. Yeah. Give me that dart throw. We've seen Christian Kirk be good before, so like it's not he's a bad player. He's not, and he's the wide receiver one on his team going in the eleventh round. Granted, his team stinks, yeah. but his quarterback theoretically should be good, and they it should is... get a. Go ahead. They should they should get a huge boost in touchdown production as well. I saw um, a stat today. I don't know if you saw this, so. Trevor Lawrence's uh, touchdown percentage last year was 1.9%, which is obviously oh, yeah, horrifically bad. Uh, league average is 4.5%. And if he were league average, he would have thrown 27 touchdowns last year. If Trevor Lawrence throws 27 touchdowns, Christian Kirk, you have to imagine, probably catches six or seven of them. That's not bad. It's a good bet. You, you can work bet. with that. If you get 1,006, I'm okay with it. Since it's late, yeah. I'm gonna we're taking dart throws, and I'm gonna take a dart throw with the best quarterback in football. So give me Sky Moore. <laughs> yeah, that's a good pick. I I would have taken him had he fallen to me there. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Tyler Boyd, Rashad White go, Alexander Madison to round out the eleventh round. Justin Fields, Russell Gage, George Pickens, and Jacoby Myers, and Ben is on the clock again. Uh, 
don't love where I'm at here. You're really Ooh, scraping knows? the bottom of the barrel. And this this could be interesting. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go Rondale Moore. Interesting. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take back to back Moors. Yeah. I mean, uh, I would think isn't shouldn't Rondale Moore be the number two target, number two wide receiver? In uh, Arizona with D Hop out for six weeks. It for those first six weeks, Brown. theoretically, yeah, maybe they use him in a hybrid role as well. I don't know. Please, um, please throw to him downfield, please. So AJ Green is still there. Uh, Marquise Brown will be there as well. Maybe Rondell Moore is a three. I don't know. I don't know. That that's a dart throw to me. I don't know how he'll be used, and he had like negative uh, a dot last year, so I don't know. Rondell Moore's interesting. He could be a pretty fascinating player for fantasy. I'm not thrilled with him, but he's also like he has the potential. He's got that ceiling where he could be really good for you. So that 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 one's really interesting for me. So. Noah Fant, Irv Smith, J.D. McKissick go after Rondell Moore. I'm on the clock once again. We're throwing darts, seeing if anything will stick. I'm going to take a shot on a potential wide receiver two with a potentially elite quarterback. Theoretically, that means fantasy production. I'm going to take David Bell at the 1209. That's a good pick which means I took him over Jahan Dotson. We haven't talked about rookies a ton. Uh, oh, I think Jahan Dotson... still on the board, or he just went. He just went. So taking David Bell over Jahan Dotson seems theoretically wrong. It is. I don't know how I feel about the two of those players, like comparing them. To me, David Bell, he was productive in college, and he gets Deshaun Watson as his quarterback. Jahan Dotson was also productive in college, but he gets Carson Wentz as his quarterback. Both of them should theoretically be the wide receiver two on their offense. Yeah, but he was a first round pick, though. Yeah, he's got draft capital. Capital. I don't know. Capital. That one's interesting. Capital. Not Jonathan. Not. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. Weird spot here. We've got three picks left. We still have to take our defense at some point. Um, serious dart throws here. I'm going to take another serious dart throw with a wide receiver two on a team that has a quarterback that generally supports multiple wide receivers getting production. I'm going to take Alec Pierce in the 13th round. It's not a bad bet. I'll take... Got to take defense, got to take a kicker. So this is really my last pick. Or like last actual player I'm going to take. Should I go with my... No, I shouldn't. You should go with your gut. That's what you should I'm going to take Naheem Hines. He's going to get decent receiving work. Yeah. It could be potentially interesting there. Um, Marlon Mack, Trevor Lawrence, go... Then uh, McCall Hardman, Tim Patrick, and then a run on kickers. 
Evan Kickpherson goes ahead of Justin Tucker. That is incorrect. And I like Kickpherson. That is wild. Ben Butker, Sleeper. Matt Gay. Sleeper is on some funny stuff right now. Let me give me Tyler Bass. He's on Buffalo. He's on the best offense. I'll take that guy. All right. I refuse to take a kicker, um, so I'm not going to take one. I'm going to take okay. another dart throw on a player that could be relevant potentially for fantasy and just, you know, see how... Will you play... Just do what the app is asking, Josh. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take... Uh, where'd he go? No, stop it. Uh, Tyler Algier. We just do... I think it's a... Okay, so what the I don't know wants. that anybody does this. Do... Do you think it's a good idea to take a kicker or do you take dart throws and then prior to week one, drop someone and pick up your kicker? Because I feel like it's a good idea to take a dart throw on someone, get your defense. Again, now I've got to take my defense. But like kickers are so interchangeable that I don't need to bother with a kicker. I can just pick one up on waivers. All right. It doesn't matter. It does doesn't matter to me. I don't think. It it does not. Um, where is the top scoring NFL defense from last year? I can't find them. Talking about the Patriots? No, they were not number one last year. I see three defenses have been taken. I can't find the Cowboys. Where are the Cowboys? See see. <laughs> This doesn't matter. How does how is Miami's defense the first one off the board? I don't know. <laughs> they, Followed they have two by shut the down G- corners, Ben. That means the fantasy Jets points and the, and the Raiders. Why in God's name are the Jets defense? Okay, fine. If if y'all want to leave the Patriots defense there for me, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. You know what? You can have it. All right. Initial thoughts, the draft is over. Um, uh, how do you feel about your no, roster? There's no depth. It is a 12-team league, so there's probably outside not going to be depth. Outside of Rashad Bateman, I don't like my depth, and I don't like my, I don't like my other flex. I like your, um, my, my first five. My first five are great. Najee, Fournette... Diggs, Kyler, James Conner, and Michael Pittman. That would be your first six. Six, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I do think your first six are really good. After that, you're starting to take dart throws on players. Um, but it is also a 12-team league, so... Right. I I went very running back heavy early on. First five rounds, I took... Uh, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Mike Evans is my one receiver, Brees Hall and ETN. Those ba- those last two, Brees Hall and ETN, are, Brees Hall I think is locked into workload, so he should be really good for fantasy. ETN theoretically is locked into workload, um, but he is a guy that could be a league winner in the fifth round. Like His potential is you know, to the moon how good he could be, and Darnell Mooney is is uh, volume play and Jalen Hurts in the seventh feels like easy like he's got top five 
fantasy quarterback potential with all that rushing with the upgrade at the wide receiver one position. Outside of that, dart throws. Uh, Christian Watson, I like him a lot. I think he is a target in the eighth slash ninth rounds uh, just because the potential wide receiver one in Green Bay's offense is a valuable asset and getting somebody like that as your, what, fourth receiver in my case, but in a lot of teams' cases could be your fifth or sixth receiver. That seems like a really good uh, potential value investment there. One thing you did, though, in your draft is in the third and fourth round, you took my mid-round running back targets, guys that you're not taking in the first round and potentially could fall into the fourth round or later. Leonard Fournette and James Conner are two guys that I'm targeting heavily in those, I guess third round is not really the mid-rounds, but like fourth, fifth, those rounds feel like mid-rounds to me. If you can get Fournette in the fourth, I think it's easy. In the third, late third, like you've got him, that feels like a really good move. Uh, those two I guys mean, back-to-back should be great. Their their offenses really didn't change. Obviously, um, Hopkins is suspended for six games, but, I mean, surely that doesn't really hurt James Conner. He's going to he's gonna get the goal on work. He's not a bad pass catcher. Same with Fournette, who actually does catch a lot of passes. You know Brady's going to have that offense humming, so both of those guys have top five upside. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, altogether, very solid draft. I, I don't know if you would have a preference which of our teams would I, win. Well, here's what we'll do. We'll post a, a story and, and let the folks vote on which of these rosters would beat the other one. Um, Last time we that, did this, uh, yours was incorrectly picked over mine. <laughs> it was. And it was a landslide, too. I think... Um, Even when you and I we, were looking at this, you are like, you were like, I think I like your team better. <laughs> I did. I really did. Um, I don't know if things have changed much. I should probably go back and look at that. But we posted it, and overwhelmingly, folks picked my team, which obviously felt great. Makes you feel like a smart individual. But uh, we'll see. I don't know that the the vote necessarily means that that is canon. It's not. Trust me. (laughs) Most of these people don't know what they're uh, doing. That's why they're listening to us. (laughs) They're listening to us for our sage wisdom. We we are, because we have so much credibility. These people don't know who we are. (laughs) Sure. Let's uh, listen to them. Just two fantasy bros hanging out, talking fantasy football. Yeah, they're they're credible, right? Exactly. Listen, get in my leagues. Look at my win percentage. I got credibility, boys. We got championships. That'll do it for this mock draft episode. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please leave a like, uh, leave a review and a rating where you can do that. And share it with your friends. That's the the best way to get the show out and for others to hear about it. If you enjoyed the show, consider supporting us on Patreon. There's a lot of perks over there. Uh, We haven't really pushed that in a while, but Patreon is like the best way for you to get personal access to Ben and myself. We've got AMAs. We've got uh, personal questions over there. We've got a whole bunch of other things. Be careful what you wish for. Be careful. Be careful. You might get more than you bargained for. And uh, that's a promise.
It's kind of story of my life. That'll do it for this episode. We'll see you later this week when we are uh, doing an unknown special activity, which may or may not involve fantasy football. And me marrying Dan Snyder. <laughs> Anything for the money, right? Anything. Make that money, baby. We'll see you later this week. Goodbye. We'll see. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at fantasybrothers underscore or on Twitter at fantasybros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash fantasybrothers.